Hello, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for board game news and reviews. Hold on to your pants, it's time for a special episode. This episode was previously recorded on our YouTube stream channel. So if you want to check out the video there, head to that YouTube channel. Otherwise, please sit back and enjoy. And we are live. Welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop. This is Steve. I'm here with my lovely wife, Kim. Hi, everybody. And we're back due to popular requests. We want to, other people, uh, people want us to talk about Marvel United. Good start. Starting strong tonight. <laughs> Just roll right through it. Keep going. Just roll right through it. Nothing happened. But yes, so we did a previous video where we talked through the content and kind of talked through what was going on during the X-Men United pledge, which was going on at that time. Well, since we did that video, we the, that campaign has ended, and the pledge manager opened up, I think it opened up like yesterday for basically everyone. So this is a timely video. I'm glad this came out, or we're going to do this now. But we're going to look at that past content again, kind of get some more nuance and details about it, and then look at the, the current Kickstarter, or sorry, not the current, the latest Kickstarter that has the pledge manager open, and we'll talk through all the content, because I know there were two expansions we missed in that one. All right. Sounds good? I did not prepare. <laughs> okay. I, he did. I got, I got a preparation I'm just, just going to go and give, <laughs> just go with it. <laughs> okay. So, yes. And this is going to be kind of free form. I've got my notes already set aside. Uh, talk through this stuff. Um, I'm going to kind of talk about the bang for your buck, too, at some point. So, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit. Meaning, like, what are you going to get the most out of your money for this? But first, I'd like to thank our patron supporters this week. This week, I'd like to thank Julian, a co-op fan. Dave LaSalle, a co-op lover, and Joel Steele, a co-op MVP. And I have a special guest with me who would like to say thank you, too. Thank you. That's my son, Caleb. Now back to the regular episode. All right, so let's just jump right into it as we go. And as, as always, if you have questions, drop them on YouTube. We are watching that comment section, so feel free to join in. If you have agreed, disagree, have other comments, let us know. Okay, starting with the previous campaign. This was the first one. We're looking at the Tales of Asgard. So this one is a all about the uh, Thor and Loki, and it's got the, kind of a standard expansion set in this one. Uh, Loki's the big bad in this one. You do get the Battery Bill exclusive. Um, I, do you want to start first? What's your thoughts on this, or do you want me to start? Well, this is like a recap of what we talked about already, right? So yeah. For me, on all this, um, I'm more of, I love the character. I, I want to get that character. I'm a big Thor fan, so hey, it works for me. And um, the challenges, though, too. Those Some of the challenges are really interesting, so I don't remember which one is in this one, so what's this? Because we haven't played this one. Ah. Because it's a traitor mechanic. Oh, traitor mechanic. Yeah, we're, we're strictly co-op. You can't test the marriage any more than it already is. <laughs> That's right. So... <laughs> But yes, this comes with a trader mechanic. Honestly, I just don't feel like a trader mechanic does anything for this game. It just, I, I don't know. It just doesn't, it's not for me. But, so talk about more specifics about this game specifically. Um, this one Specifically, yes. <laughs> so this one, I want to talk about two categories. Difficulty and I call them the trickiness of it. The boss or the villains in the, these games have a lot of impact to the game itself. So I'm going to be looking at that as a primary gauge of the difficulty and the trickiness of, of this set. And trickiness is the like the cool things you can do in it versus um, the heroes as well. And the heroes will do kind of a 
a modification to that rating. And so starting off, maybe not the strongest in this one. <laughs> so, so this one, I I like the characters, honestly, but when we're looking at difficulty, this one, I thought the difficulty was on the lower end. Like Loki in this one is, he's fine. He, he's, I'm not excited to play against him. Okay. I mean, do you agree? Well, I just want to make sure I understand your thumbs down on your difficulty icon because... It's not like I'm disappointed in the game. It's just yeah, that it's, it's just that's not very hard. And you Correct. like, clearly Correct. you like a challenge. I do? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's just not the hardest of the set. So, so yeah, below average in difficulty, I, I would say, for this one. And, and okay, so, yeah, so this one is not not the, the starting off strong here. And then the other one is we have uh, the trickiness of it, right? So what I'm using for to rate it. Like, are there cool things you could do in the set? And this one, I, I unfortunately give it another thumbs down. I'm starting, I'm starting strong here. And it's not that I don't like the characters, but all these characters, for the most part, are just beat sticks. Like, they're, they're great at what they do. Like, you point them at a, a target, and they will take out that target. But they don't do any like anything fancy, for the most part. Yeah, because you're a big fan of like manipulation right. or planning and more strategy as opposed to... Bam. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so... If you look for a set that, that can hit people over the head with a hammer, definitely get this one. Okay. Is what it comes down to. So for those, I rate that on the lower end. I'm happy I have this. I'm not, I'm not trying to put down this set, but it's, it's on the lower end of the sets I would aim for. Yeah. But like our son may like the characters more because they are just powerhouses and mm -hmm. they're easy for him to follow. I will call out Battery Bill in this. I like a lot. So even though I'm talking negatively to this, like Battery Bill is one of my more favorite characters we've come across. Okay. So... There's, it's hard to talk about these sets because there are villains I like better and heroes I like better, but there might be a mix of them I... You know. But see, that's why you just got everything. And then that's it's right. not a problem. So. <laughs> true statement. True statement. <laughs> so, so yeah, so for this one, I'm ready a little bit lower. And don't worry, at the end, I do have a summary of basically looking across all the current, currently released content. So, yeah. But yeah, we'll talk through each of them individually here. No, and then you have your whole like money chart. <laughs> did. It's like dollar value and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on. Next one I want to talk about is Rise of the Black Panther. So this is another one where it's kind of your standard expansion. You've got your three heroes, and Killmonger is the boss in this one. Well, how about you start? Because I think I've already talked about this. I love the Winter Soldier in this in this set. I really like the fact that he just stockpiles a whole bunch of punches and then you can be you know, a big powerhouse to help take down a guy. So he's fun to play with for me. Yeah. Yeah. I really like, I like all of these characters, the heroes specifically. Well, and sure he can heal. So that helps. Major heal. <laughs> Winter Soldier is a cool, he's got a cool ability, builds up this power and just, just decimates someone. And Black Panther has a ton of actions, just action advantage. So they're all fun to play. Killmonger, he's, he's good. He, I'm not, He's not particularly, he can be very swingy in how he works, but he's cool how he he locks down locations so you have more overflow happening as he's trying to like gain control of the location. It's very thematic for him trying to take over stuff in that regard. But it, he doesn't, it really depends on how his the order of his cards come up, how that will play out. You could play out that, it, you know what, it doesn't really matter a whole lot. Other ones you could play, play, it could play out where, yeah, you really have to focus on what he's doing uh, intensely. And so basically, what's that breakdown for it? For difficulty for this one, 
I had it rated um, honestly not not very difficult. Mostly because of Killmonger, because of how he can can swing one way or the other. I don't know. I like it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so I like it too. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like I'm pointing the thumbs down here, but it doesn't mean I don't like the like the content. So this one, like a little bit on the lower end for that one. Uh, talking about the the trickiness of it. So how tricky is this game? Um, is is this version of it? And this one is it's good. I think it's good. I I'm gonna leave it as a as a dash, meaning it's like probably standard, not like exceptional, but not like lower on the lower end. It's just average trickiness because of how Winter Soldier works, how Black Panther. They all have they all do something a little bit different. Like like you said, Shuri, she stands out in how how she's a healer in the game, and there's not many healers in in this game no, at all. There's not. So nothing exceptional, but definitely definitely uh, unique characters for that one. I I liked it so and. This set as a whole, I'm a big fan of, especially because of the challenge in here, which adds endangered locations, which is my favorite challenge we've experimented with. And that one, you basically choose a location and it is basically your home base. And if that location ever overflows, you take a wound. And so now you have a vested interest in what's out there, what's happening. Because sometimes this location over there is going to overflow and the overflow fact that, yeah, you don't really it's care. It's fine. Like, ah, whatever. Let them burn. But then if that's your home home place, then you're like, oh man, I'm gonna take a wound, you know, and I could get knocked out. This is wounds really add up in this game. So I I like that quite a bit. And this challenge does work with every mode of play. I'm trying to I don't think there's any mode of play it doesn't work with. That's another reason why I like it. Now, I wouldn't play with it in every mode of play. Supposed to be Sinister Six? No, no. Just no. <laughs> so but it, it is quite fun. I like this one a lot. Okay, so moving on to the next one. Next one we have is Guardians of the Galaxy. So, of course, this has got your everyone's favorite seafaring, seafaring, wrong ocean, the star ocean, the starfaring. Tiny epic pirates. That's so, maybe right. that's where your brain <laughs> that's is. That's where our brain's at. So, this is a, the goofball. So, Star Lord Groot, Rocket, and Gamora, if you get the Kickstarter exclusive, which is kind of a bummer because, like, it doesn't feel like the Guardians if you don't get the exclusive. Yeah, I feel like that's a, a rip. Yeah. Yes. You know, way to go marketing. Exactly. <laughs> now, with that regard, I will say that Gamora is a little lackluster in this one. Like, she's powerful, but she's not powerful on her own. She needs, like, Star-Lord to really help her out or something else to, to contribute tokens to her because then becomes very, very, very good. But by herself, she... She she doesn't have powers that just work on, inherently by herself. Well, but isn't that the way that this whole set kind of works? Is the four of them are best together? They are best together, exactly. They do team up work well. So this one, what do you think of this one, real quick? I love Groot. I mean, it's, again, I'm a character person. <laughs> you are so a character just, person. Yes. You know, I I like. I don't think there's a set where it's not like, oh, I don't. Well, except for Deadpool. As much as I love Deadpool, that set in itself, I'm not interested in. But that's just me. Yeah, so for difficulty for this one, um, I actually didn't think it was that hard, but with Ronan specifically. Like, he is just running around trying to knock everyone out, basically. And it's fine, but it's kind of kind of basic in that regard, right? I, I'll play against him. I don't mind playing against him. But it's just the challenges in there compared to other villains you might come across, I would say. Okay. Uh, the difficulty of playing the, the heroes themselves they're well some of them are a little tricky to play like Gamora's tricky to make her work well uh rocket tube uh groot is difficult to play well because he only has 
one icon he shares, but literally every single card of his has a special ability on it, which is pretty cool. So I rate that a little bit lower, and the, the trickiness of this one, as I like calling it, is is also not as high. Because Ronan, he's just running around trying to knock everyone out. It's not like not particularly interesting in that regard. Kind of your more basic villain, I would say. So you're just waiting for us to get to like Vulture. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> Vulture. and then you're like, all right, that's good. That's a good challenge. <laughs> yeah. So th this is going to change quite a bit. But just laying it out there, what I think is like what's some trickier ones, some more difficult ones. But like I said, I don't think I've, I've not had any regrets buying any of these expansions. So even if I'm like kind of like putting put them down, I'm enjoying all the content for sure. I don't regret yes. it. Yes, we are. For sure. Okay, so that was The Guardians. Uh, let's keep moving on with the next one we'll talk about is Enter the Spider-Verse. Hey, Dan. Welcome. You didn't miss too much. No, we're, we're kind of just walking through the, uh, the current quick, expansions. A quick recap, and then we'll get to the, that new stuff, because that's what people really want to see. Exactly. So keep moving. Okay. <laughs> Enter the Spider-Verse. There are Spider-Man. Do you want to start this off again? What do you think? Of oh, actually, let's talk about which ended first. So you got Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Ghost Spider, and Spider-Ham is the exclusive. And the baddie in this one is Green Goblin. Yeah. So this set, I character-wise, I'm not as excited about. Um, I'm not a huge, like, Spider-Ham person. It's campy for me. It's fun, you know, and but I don't, I'm not really vested in the Spider-Verse. I like, you know, Gwen and Ghost Spider, so... <laughs> Mm -hmm. why not <laughs> <laughs> yeah this one i i like spider-man but i'm also not excited for these characters specifically green goblin i enjoyed quite a bit he is very fun as a villain i liked him a lot the challenge in this one is secret identity challenge and it was it doesn't eh, excite me it's okay yeah it works there's nothing bad about it it just just i don't know i just don't feel like playing with it it just doesn't it's one of the, the lowest other than the traitor challenge is the the second least favorite challenge i've seen what about deadpool i've seen oh okay deadpool i've not seen yet well okay. i've seen it but i'm not going to talk about it until i get a chance to play okay. it but yeah that might yeah. who knows what that's gonna be so so okay but so again i mean if this one is you know your huge spider-man fan yeah yeah that could be a big factor and dan's got this nailed his uh, Greek Goblin's cool thing is he doesn't start with the threats out on the board. The threats come out during the course of the game, and there's the the threats are all on the board, all on the board at one time. You lose the game, so it plays very differently. You have all your all the locations unlocked. You can use all the location abilities, but as time goes on, these cards are coming out, and you have to run over there to take care of them. And so that ties into the the rating a little bit. So talking about difficulty of this one, um, I actually find this one pretty challenging, uh, especially Green Goblin. It is hard, especially when Craven comes out of his threat deck. He chases you around, hunts you down. It's not easy. And you have to run around and keep clearing out these threats when you don't want to. You might already have the threat mission card completed, but you have to go over there and take care of that threat. Even though you, you have resources spent better elsewhere if you had a choice. No, you got to manage it. You got to manage it, exactly. So this is more difficult for sure. I like that one. And then trickiness. I also thought this was tricky, not only because how Green Goblin works, how he works very differently than the other bosses, but even the heroes in this one. Uh, Ghost Spider can take the threat cards and move them around. There's not many characters that do that. And Spider-Man has a cool ability where he can chain his his actions together to do a bunch of fights, fighting thugs, a bunch of rescuing civilians to get and store up a bunch of tokens, which is really cool. 
And so it's it's tricky how to play him well and like have really big rewards. So this one is both thumbs up for me for both difficulty and trickiness. Uh, I like this one quite a bit for, for what I added. Okay. Cool. Okay, moving on. Next one we'll talk about the Infinity Gauntlet. So this is the first expansion we're talking about that isn't your standard fare where it has a bunch of heroes and and a villain and it comes with challenges. This one, it changes the game how it plays. So this one, you have just all villains in it. You have Ebony Maw, Black Dwarf, Proxima Midnight, and Thanos himself. And this changes uh, Marvel United into a campaign game, which I absolutely love because if you get tired of the same formula, throw this down and you can have a quick campaign and honestly the campaign probably takes you uh two hours to play it's i mean each game of marvel or faster, takes, or faster depending <laughs> how good or bad you play most likely yeah. bad <laughs> so but yeah because the games are 20 30 minutes you can easily play a full campaign of four games in, in two hours totally mm -hmm. doable so <laughs> thanks bear for joining us and saying uh, i guess you rate me highest of all thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> So this one doesn't come with any heroes, is the downside of it. But I like what it did. So what are your thoughts on this one? I like you're saying. I like this one because it does change the. I don't know if I if saying change the feel of the game is right, but it changes the structure a little bit. So you can do your campaign, and then you have a a larger mission, like a big end goal. Mm -hmm. so. Yep. Difficulty of this one, big thumbs up. <laughs> big <laughs> thumbs up. I thought this was very challenging. In fact, play like five or six times, and I only won the campaign once. Yeah, we did. Yeah, on stream, on stream. <laughs> it was on stream, and it was mostly because people on the stream made some very good points, and we're like, "That's a good idea. We should <laughs> yes, do that." <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, so that that's a big pro for me. Big, big pro. If you want difficulty, trickiness. This one, it's harder, right? Because there's no like interesting heroes you can mess with. The villains. Some of them are like Black Dwarf. He's a little, he's a little tricky. Um, Ebony Maw tends to be a little bit more tricky. Proximity is about average. Thanos is just difficult to deal with. So I don't think it's particularly tricky or in this regard. It's just, it's just good. And that, and that's fair. Yeah. Now I know I've got some questions coming in from Dan. He wants to know, can you discuss your desire to go back to villains after you beat them? Like if you felt they were one and done. That's a good question. And I think I've sat down and replayed pretty much all the villains at this point. Point. I'm trying to think if there's any of them I felt that was one and done not to return to. I, what about I, any of like the base guys? I return to those. Okay. I mean, even even Red Skull, which is like the introductory one, he can come out. It depends how his cards come out. He can come out to be very challenging or kind of like okay, moderate. I can deal with him. That track and how how he how you deal with them can be can be different. Now the base ones tend to be more simplistic in how they operate, so those I'm probably a little bit less likely to go back to. I tend to go back to some of the villains who I've never beaten because it's really, really challenging. But I don't think I've ever be um, felt like they were one and done. What about you? I feel the same way, but I think most of it's like a cyclical thing for me. It's like, all right, if we, we've attempted a villain, you know, three times and finally beat him, okay, I'm going to give him a little breathing room because there's a right. hundred other bad guys to play. And right. then you can come back to it. It's like, oh yeah, he's, I forgot all that. So. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But the, the nice thing about this one specifically, talking about replaying uh, villains, is the Infinity Gauntlet, you, you can obviously play with the the children of Thanos in the campaign. 
However, you can substitute the children of Thanos for any villain in the game. And so this provides a lot of replayability. You can play any villain you want, and the last one is always Thanos to, to, to face. Mm-hmm. And we've had it where we let my son pick what villains are facing, which I do not recommend because he chose some particularly difficult villains to face, and it was almost impossible. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. like, if you play against Dormammu, for example, you cannot defeat him, period. There's no way of beating him. Beating him. You have to just five to the end. Which means if you go through the whole deck, Thanos gets all the stones that that villain could capture. And so it's going to make that so much more harder when you face Thanos in the end game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, big fan of this one. I like this quite a bit. Agreed? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So. Let's keep moving. Moving on to the next one, The Return of the Sinister Six. So this is another one that's not your standard expansion. It changes how the game's played. It comes with zero heroes, but six villains in this one. It comes with Sandman, Mysterio, Craven, Vulture, Electro, and Dr. Octopus. So this one, you can play with each of those villains individually, which is awesome. Or, which really changes how the game plays, you can play against all six of them at one time. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of this one? I love this one, because when you play all six, it's, again, it feels different then you're single villain you're trying to manage a whole lot more and then i'm gonna you know bunny or piggyback off of dan's comment about the value here so like the previous set you have four villains for 40 bucks you even play them once through it's a pretty good value here you get six and you can play mm-hmm. them all together you can play them individually mm-hmm. um and then you can build like, the whole part of it is building a whole different team to see you know how it works out and if you can you know beat them with whomever you want to play with so i also say that some of these villains in there that if you play them individually are very challenging as well i've found vulture and electro uh particularly difficult to face even sandman is kind of tricking himself uh oh yeah crave actually pretty much all of these <laughs> they're all tricky, <laughs> they're all tricky. no i think vulture Vulture has a special place in the difficulty <laughs> level for us. So anyway, I'll just I'll just mark that right now. Difficulty is up on this one. Like, yeah. I mean, play them individually. They're challenging. Play them together. It's even more challenging. It is very, very difficult to win. In mm-hmm. fact, I don't think we've correctly won against them yet. Have we? Probably not. Because <laughs> I know last time we won on stream, we did scoop them a rule. So I felt bad about that. We have to go back and try it again at some point. But yes. <laughs> so this one is very difficult. And talking about the trickiness of it, it is very, very tricky as well. Just because they all do different, different things. Like Sandman, he just wants to grow to this monstrous size as he you know, absorbs all the sand around him. And Mysterio, you have to deal with his illusions. You have to figure out which of his, his threats are all face down. So you have to find his his threat that breaks his illusions so you can attack him. Electro is trying to like um, disrupt the board and he does damage uh, in the adjacent areas. And then Dr. O- Octopus... He destroys location straight up. So as they keep playing, the board gets smaller and smaller as it goes on. So, yeah, they all do something very, very different, very tricky. I highly, highly recommend this one for sure. Mm-hmm. Because I think the other thing I'll point out is that villains add so much replayability to this game, more so than the heroes. And this one, four or five bucks for six of them, like you said, it's a great, great deal. Big fan of this one. Cool. Okay. So this is walking through basically all the the expansions for that. I want to talk about the summary of of this a little bit. So, how how do we how do we look at this across the board? I kind of made this infographic for everyone. I took the ratings of like how tricky it is, how difficult it is, 
Um, I kind of like broke them out into, and I kind of raised them individually. And then there's a natural break between them. I kind of broke them to two groups. So the top group, you see there with a thumbs up, that is um, Infinity Gauntlet, uh, the Sinister Six, and the Spider-Verse. Um, also, I don't we didn't talk about it because you can't buy it individually, but the promo pack as well, the Kickstarter exclusive pack is part of that. And then on the lower half of the, the content you get is the core set, uh, the Black Panther, uh, Guardians, and Asgard. And like I said, I've enjoyed all these, but when I went through and I rated each of them based upon the difficulty and the trickiness of it, those four I mentioned earlier are on top and the remaining four are on the bottom of it. Now, we also went through and I listed, dropped a heart on which ones I specifically liked a lot. So those four are the promo pack, uh, the Infinity Gauntlet, the Sinister Six, and Black Panther. Those are the ones that stand out for me specifically that I love those expansions. So that might vary for you, but like I said, Spider-Verse Spider is on here. It's very good. I didn't. It's not my particular favorite just because I think it's the characters for us. Not that we don't like Spider-Man, it's just... Well, the characters in the challenge. In the challenge, right? It wasn't. Yeah, it's not quite. It's not quite as but good. But the as villain is great. Vill Green Goblin's so. excellent, excellent. So yeah, hopefully this infographic helps you a little bit. But again, to each their own. To each their own, right? <laughs> Honestly, if you like a character like Kim said when we started off, go buy that pack. You won't be disappointed with that character. Honestly, I mean yeah. that's that's the big part of it. I do you want to point out the promo pack? Because this is going to be an ongoing point. If you can get the promo pack, it is going to be by far the biggest bang for your buck. So I sat down, I looked at each of the expansions and seeing what you got in them and based upon the price point of it. The Kickstarter exclusive packs are insane deal. I think the first one you get like 30, 34, 33 heroes and nine villains for only 30 bucks. Wow. That is insane. I mean, the core set... You get six heroes and three villains for 30 bucks. So just putting that in perspective of how good of a deal that is. And that same value is even greater in the X-Men set, which we'll talk about in a second here. But basically, they, if but my math came out correctly, I wanted to bring 39 heroes and 19 villains. It's kind of weird to talk about that because some of them are both. Um, it's 54 miniatures, I think, about in the... And, and that other Kickstarter exclusive, the promo pack, and that's also based upon my math, comes out to be thirty bucks. So like that is those are insane deals. If you're on a budget, honestly, get the bare minimum to get that promo pack, and you'll be very very happy, in my opinion. That's my my advice on that end. Okay, speaking of the new stuff, let's dive into that. First one to talk about, and this one's a little bit weird to talk about, is X Force. So this one. It's hard to talk about value because it is a, I believe, let me check my notes real quick. Yes, X-Force is supposed to be a $30 game, I believe. Yeah, $30, $30 expansion, but it is completely free in the Kickstarter. So, I mean, hey, if we're talking about uh, money for value. Free. Free, can't get <laughs> better than that. see, it's not free because you do have to buy something else to get it. Exactly. Which is, I have a coupon, I'm gonna go shop and save money. <laughs> That's not how this works. <laughs> So. But this one, you do get uh, four heroes. Uh, you get Domino, you get Shatterstar, Cable, and Cannonball, and the villain you get is Strife. Can't talk about any difficulty or trickiness of this stuff because, honestly, we've just not played it. We'll just talk about our impressions of this from this point forward. So just kind of what we're excited for, what we're not. 
This one, it's hard to, hard to talk about because if you do anything on the Kickstarter, I think you will get it if you do any pledge level for free. But I mean, when I saw this was on the pledge manager for three additional dollars to buy an extra set and they're giving it to it for free, I'm like, that's a great deal. No, it's incentive. Again, marketing. It is marketing. Gotcha. It is marketing. <laughs> they got me. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. I hope Cable, they do something fun with him. Yeah, he had some he had some uh, abilities to have everyone draw a card and put a card back down so you can manipulate your deck a little bit because his psychic connections. I saw that card. I'm not sure what else he had, but hopefully he does some of the time travel too in there. We'll see. It should be fun. Domino, obviously some luck mitigation, so we'll see if she can mitigate some stuff there. But yeah, I'll be. I'm really excited to see what they do with these these powers because I think the previous set the powers were good. They, I think the corset powers are pretty basic. Like Captain America doesn't really feel very Captain America ish with his special powers. I mean, he gives tokens out, which is you know leadership, but it'd be cool to have like shield bash or, or shield throw something that goes on, right? Um, but like I think past since we've gone past that point, the X Men are gonna be a little more complex and a little more involved. Is what my expectation is. So with this one, yeah, it's free. I'll just skip over it, but it's, it's a. I'm excited for it regardless. Okay, let's talk about Blue Team. There are two ex two expansions out there. They're both thirty dollars, and they kind of complement each other. Uh, Blue Team and the next one's Gold Team. So let's talk about Blue Team first. And both these, what they do is they allow a new way of playing the game. Instead of playing cooperatively, you can play uh, team versus team. So you're still trying to beat the boss, but trying to see which team can do it better, basically. Honestly, for us, probably nothing we'll ever play, <laughs> I don't think. It might just be bragging rights. That's like how yeah. to deal with Legendary. Yeah, exactly. You know? uh, but this one comes with Jubilee, Gambit, Rogue, Psylocke, and Banshees, the Kickstarter exclusive. And the big bad is Mr. Sinister. And, yeah, I mean, Gambit is a big uh, fan favorite. I'll say Jubilee. I mean, all these are fan, fan, fan favorites in here, so it's kind of hard to skip over this, to be honest. Um, Mr. Sinister has an interesting mechanic in this one in the sense that you deal out or you give out gene tokens to each hero. And he's trying to run around and capture all the gene tokens from them, the DNA samples, I guess I would say. And if he's able to capture those, you you lose the game. So I'm not sure how that works, but that sounds pretty cool, honestly. And then Rogue, for example, how she can uh, copy powers. So she can copy a, a special ability that's already been played in the storyline, which is cool. But then you take the card and flip it upside down. So if you were to copy like some abilities that remain active when they're face up, it, you could turn it off, potentially. Um, but yeah, so some of these look really, really cool. I'm, I'm excited for this one. I actually am more excited for the gold team versus blue team. But the, pro the key is this has got some key characters in it. I I like it a lot. You excited for this one too? We're getting everything. I mean, it's just characters. <laughs> it's just everything. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's get gold team. So this is also 30 bucks like before. Very, very similar, but different characters. So you get... Archangel, Colossus, Iceman, Bishop, and Forge in this one. And the big bad is Sebastian Shaw. So like I said before, there's also team versus team. A couple of things to know about this one is Iceman has a very different miniature in this one. And he, that he's uh, translucent. You can He's like a clear blue. You can see it through him. But looks, he looks really cool from the pictures they've shared. Maybe not ideal for painters. Or maybe you, you just won't paint him. <laughs> but I think he looks very cool. Um, now, this why I like this one, I'm more excited for it, is because of Sebastian Shaw. 
he comes in his his scenario is he has the um, Hellfire Club, and so you've got Mastermind and uh, Emma Frost and Black Queen and all those characters are in the game, and you have to deal with Big Bad and and that whole club. So I, if you're familiar with the comics, it's a pretty powerful club and pretty cool backstories. So I'm excited to see how that works in the game specifically. But yeah, and Iceman. So, I mean, all these are pretty pretty favorites. So I'd say. Is this the one with the danger room, or is that? This is not danger room. That's okay. that's coming up. That's a, that's another good one. Okay, let's keep moving. I I think yeah, between the two of them, I like Gold Team a little bit better personally. But it'd be hard to buy one of these without buying the other, honestly, because they're all really good deals, and they have some really key characters. And like Archangels sculpture is amazing with his giant wings coming out. It's a very dynamic sculpt. It's just really really cool. Okay, speaking of what you asked me before, here's first class. So this one's also $30, and this is the Danger Room one. Okay. So this one, I'm very excited for for that specific reason, the Danger Room. It is the challenge that comes in first class, and it is additional location that you can deal with. So you set the board like normal, you drop down this Danger Room location, and then if you were to do the end of turn effect of the location and the danger rooms there instead you can do the danger rooms end of turn effect instead and that lets you draw training cards i believe they're called and the training cards are just ways of leveling up it could be a persistent effect or a one-time effect uh, they kind of make sure of both in that deck but it's a way of leveling up in the game which is awesome i love that now, I don't know how it's going to work in reality, but I'm excited for that prospect, and I think it'd be really fun to add, add some more value to certain locations, whichever one has danger. It also makes the game a little bit easier, too, so if you're struggling with some of these more challenging bosses, throw the danger room down, that should help. But yeah, this one comes with Cyclops, Angel, Marvel Girl, Iceman, and Beast, and the villain of this is... It's two villains, but they act together. It's a brother and sister combo, uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. So this one, I don't know how it works exactly, but you can't defeat one without defeating the other, but I'm not sure how that how you're supposed to defeat them both and win the game. But there's two separate figures, and we run around the board doing their own things. So I'm excited to see how that works, because I like Sinister Six and how you had older villains running around. This looks like a scaled-down version of that, so I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, well said. Well said, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, moving on. Deadpool. So this... This is one of the characters you absolutely love. I love Deadpool, but this set does not really excite me. Go on. Well, because, so, what is it? The challenge or his Deadpool special cards have you do, um, you know, things outside the game. Like yes. play charades. I don't know if I'm remembering wrong. Or flip a coin for something. And, I don't know, it takes me out of it. So, to, to recap what's on this... There are, you get the Deadpool hero, you get Deadpool villain, because you don't have enough Deadpool, you get Deadpool challenge as well. <laughs> Technically, you can play all three of them at one time. The challenge could be part of any game. You also get Bob, Agent of Hydra, who is an anti-hero, so he's both a hero and a villain. And then you also get the Kickstarter exclusive Lady Deadpool. So this is just Deadpool to the max. And I like Deadpool a lot. I'm excited for his hero, but I also don't care about this. Let me take out the game. Because there was one one card I saw that was every player in the game that has a kid under the age of 10 can get a token or something like that. 
Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> no, please. But, you know, but they're the randomness. Maybe it's maybe we'll play it. Maybe, and it's like, right. oh, this is like a really nice break of right. everything else we've been doing, even though right. there's so much to it. Right. Um, but we'll see because again, you went all in, so it's coming. It's coming. So it's coming. <laughs> we'll see what it is. <laughs> but yeah, this is the one. This is the expansion that I was least excited for over the entire campaign. All the products out there. But when I did the math and looked at where we're getting it, you, I basically just wanted being free anyway. So I was like, okay, no. we'll get it. We'll try it. Free. Yeah, free. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I guess Bob too. How he works and he's not like when you play him in hero form, he's not a good hero he's kind of like helps the villain a little bit too and when he's a villain he kind of is not a good villain he helps the heroes and it just i don't know I, I, we'll try it we'll see how it works this one i'm just not yeah. that excited about but i mean like we've had comments from people saying this sounds like so much fun it's uh -huh. so random uh -huh. and just goofy and that's perfect for them for sure so maybe we'll love it and our son will probably love it because he knows you like deadpool and by default he likes deadpool too yes <laughs> so <laughs> that is deadpool moving on phoenix 5 another third dollar expansion so this one's pretty unique it comes with five villains and one hero comes with cyclops namor magic colossus and emma frost as the villains and these aren't the normal villains this is the phoenix form of those villains where they shared in some of the phoenix's power and so these are uh, more they're kind of the minds are corrupted and they're they're strong for that standpoint and you play them one at a time, but you play them in a campaign setting. So something similar to the Infinity Gauntlet, except this one plays very differently in that when you defeat one of them, you can play these in any order, the powers of that one will transfer to the rest of them because the Phoenix Force can never be defeated. Basically, it starts off with that power divided equally among the five of them. Defeat one of them, then that transfers equally among the four of them, three of them, two, so on and so forth. It's called an endurance campaign, which lends me to think that you're probably not going to win. <laughs> it sounds like, see how far you can go until you die. Where's your optimism? Come on. <laughs> yes. So, what's cool? I know. It sounds fun. Like, I'm curious how long it could go because it looks like it ramps up a lot in this game. However, it also comes with a hero, Hope Summers, which should be very powerful and help offset the difficulty of this one. So really excited to see what this one is. I I love the ramping up of, of these characters. Now I don't know. I, I think you can play with these outside the game, but you do have to do some adjustments so you can play them individually. So I right, Joss. So unfortunately they are played as a set, so they can't be played individually and it turns this box into one hero, one scenario. Yeah, Joss. I I think you're correct. I did see some comments about that, Joss, that if you were to try to play them out of set, I don't know if it's official in the rule books, you would have to give them some random powers or something. It, it didn't sound like it worked very well outside as playing playing as the villains individually, right? And so I think you're right that this is kind of a set set to go through. And I'm not sure how Hope would work outside of this game. She might be restricted to this gameplay, this game mode. I'm not positive. We'll see. We'll see. You'll house rule something. It'll, I will. You'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I will house rule something for sure. But yeah, I do. I'm very excited for this. It's gonna be very hard. Actually, ZT Snyder said, uh, "Yeah, you can play them solo. You just take two Phoenix powers and two Phoenix threats to add to them. Yeah, so you do have to manipulate the board a little bit to make it work. I'm not sure how the balance is gonna work. I'm not sure if, it, if the game's easier to start and then ramps up to a very hard level. I'm, I don't know. But yes, 
Sounds like Hand Flame Solo, which is, ex I mean, some of them are really cool sculpts and it would be fun, fun to play against some of them. And I think you play Home, Hope outside of it, but Hope has her own special uh, mission card, which is different. I'm not sure how that's going to integrate with the normal play of the game. We'll see. You'll have fun figuring it out. We will have fun figuring it out, <laughs> yes, for sure. All right, moving on. So this is one we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, so this now we're at the point where this is stuff that came out after the original stream. That's correct. And people called these, so that was great. Yes. Yeah. This is $45. It's Days of the Future Past. So this one is particularly cool. I was, I was very excited to see this. It comes with only one hero and one villain, but comes with three challenge pieces. The hero is Logan. Um... Logan from the future, I guess we'd probably say. And Nimrod is the villain. However, that's not what makes this exciting. What makes this exciting is the three challenge pieces are three giant Sentinel sculpts. Sentinel 1, 2, and 3. So this one sounds amazing. Like, this is one of these sets I am most excited for out of all the content out there. Mostly because, like, so, I don't know something about like playing X Men with Sentinels. Like them. I, I don't, I don't know what it is. Ever they're giant robots. Who does like giant <laughs> robots, know. right? It really does. <laughs> but yeah, so how this works is you will face against each of the three Sentinels, and the Sentinels are set up so they don't have their own deck of cards that controls control them. Instead, they respond to what you do, which is very thematic because in the the comics they adapt to whatever uh, mutant they're fighting against, right? Yeah. So if, if you play movement, they're going to move. If you do attack, they're going to try attacking and so on and so forth. It's pretty cool. And you need to take out all three of these Sentinels, and then you can take on Nimrod. Meanwhile, Nimrod's behind the scenes. He's powering up. So your job is to try to take these out as fast as possible before Nimrod gets too powerful and take him down. Sounds really, really cool. And then on top of that, the really cool thing about this is I said these Sentinels are challenge pieces. So you can take these Sentinels and any one of them, one, two, or three, and they're all slightly different how they work, and you can put them in any other game you will like. Hmm. So now we can play Infinity Gauntlet with these with one of these guys. Why? Because we like pain. You like pain. <laughs> I like pain, yes. Yeah. What I think it's cool too, like the figure, one of the Sentinels will actually hold one of your minis. So yep. I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a cool scale, and I think this should just be fun to play with. Absolutely. Yeah, he captures one. I don't remember the other one to do. Like one heals... Or something. So, if, like, if you play your special abilities, they do. You want to avoid doing that because they have their own special abilities that trigger. So, yeah, yeah, really excited for this one. Really, yeah, I can't say enough about this one. Very, very happy for that it came out. It, I guess the other thing to mention, real quick, is it is a little weird from a production standpoint that the Sentinels are so large, but you also have Dormammu, who is giant as well, but he comes in this tiny, tiny miniature. So. I mean, scale isn't always accurate. Eh, it's fine. It, yeah, not a big deal. I mean, I think I'd rather have it the way it has now, where the Sentinels actually have a function, how he's that big to actually hold a miniature, as Dormammu doesn't actually have a function like that. I'd rather not have a, another giant box to take up space. But for what this is, I'm very, very happy with it. The other one, which I was very surprised about, I, I talked about this one. Just in passing, because I thought we might see it, but after seeing so many mutants, I was like, you know, we're not getting it. But we did wind up getting it, and that was a Fantastic Four. It's also a $35 expansion. So this one you get, of course, a Fantastic Four, Thing, Mr. Fantastic, Invisible Woman, Human Torch, and Silver Surfer as the fifth. The boss you get in here is Doctor Doom, and he's an anti-hero, so you can play him as a hero or a villain. 
And then you also get a villain, straight villain, as Super Scroll. So kind of two villains and kind of six heroes in this set in a way. This one sounds awesome. Now, this has an interesting story behind it because when they first announced these characters, they had they have a, a pool where if you play one of your cards, you will take a token and place it in that pool. And then you will get that action. So if, I don't know what each of them did, does, uh, but like thing he might... He might do a punch token in that pool. And then when Mr. Fantastic plays his card, he might do a movement token in that pool. But he gets his token he added, plus any other tokens already there. So he would get the punch and the movement. And so the more Fantastic Four heroes you have playing together, the more tokens you put in this pool, and the more of them that can pull this huge action clumps out of that, which is really fun. Because you don't remove the tokens from that pool, you just add to it and just gain them. Which is really, really awesome. Could make these a very powerful set working together as a family. The The flip side is at one point, they did have an ability where if you don't have... You had to play this... I don't remember what the card's called. Uh, fam, family Symbiosis, something like that. Where if you don't have the other Fantastic Four in the game, you take wounds. And I don't see that as part of the... the listing anymore i think they removed it from from that list so which is great because the one thing i like about this game is that you can mix and match however you want to play and i don't want to feel forced to play all the fantastic four together it'd be nice to play just two of them or three of them or maybe even one of them yeah he's not as powerful of course but let me make that decision don't don't detriment me to having to play all four and so zt snyder has common here would be cool if they do a season three cleanup campaign they produce giant side villains like dormammu and other fan requests yeah, I'm sure the size thing was not not thought in season one, which is true. Yeah, it would be that would be pretty cool if they did a season three cleanup. Because one thing now they've done Fantastic Four is we're missing Galactus. Like Galactus <laughs> screams giant miniature. Yes. I mean that goes without saying, but we'll we'll see. I I'm surprised they added Fantastic Four in here because I felt like that would have been a very great campaign three leader because. We have a bulk of the Avengers. We have the bulk of the X-Men. And the Fantastic Four is the other main Marvel team. But since we've got it in this campaign, yes, there's characters we're missing for sure. But it's not one of these big crowd-drawing fan favorites, I would say, that we're missing. You'll be surprised, I'm sure. They'll come I, up with something. Uh, yeah, and they'll take my money too, knowing them. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. The, the other one I'll mention in here is the challenge is really, really cool. I think it's called a takeover in this one. And so you could play this challenge with any any uh, configuration you want. And this one says that anytime you have an overflow, instead of the excess tokens just not go anywhere, you put the excess tokens on this card. The card has nine slots. If you ever fill that card up, you just lose the game. So this makes it much more risky because, you know, we talked about earlier, like, uh, it's overflow there. I don't Yeah, care. I don't care about this location. Eh. Those guys can go, sorry, you're dead. Exactly. But now it matters. Now it matters. Yeah, so you got to watch watch yourself. Exactly, because like, oh, yeah, I don't care if that overflows again and again again. No big deal. You don't have to worry about it. Now it's like, oh, crap. Oh, crap. We really, really have to go over there to save that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love what that's doing in that game. I'm very happy to add it. It might be something we play with a lot. <laughs> Kim's gonna be the stink guy because he knows like making the game harder. <laughs> so, but yes, this one and the Days of Future Past were the two expansions we didn't talk about, and these both look knocking. Uh, this is bad, bad joke. Fantastic. 
Oh, God. You're welcome. Okay. Next. Next. Okay. So that is all the content, like expansion-wise, from the, the last set. And then we talked about the previous campaign. However, there are accessories that we'll talk about next. Starting off with the playmat. So this is a $35 optional buy. And right now, the, the one you can buy is the X-Men playmat. We have the original playmat. Would you like to start with your thoughts on this? So as I discussed in the last time we talked about this, I was not a fan. Like it, it, but since it has really grown on me, not going to lie, it's really big. So you do need the table space. It's like, what, three foot diameter. I feel like it's huge. But now that we have it and we've been using it. Yeah, I like it. It's grown on me. What can I say? I may have been proven wrong <laughs> that it helps to have, you know, the storyboard out. What do you, what do you like about it? And what did you not like about it originally? Well, originally, I'm like, well, why do we need that? We already have all the cards on the table. It's mm -hmm. less like extra fluff that you could have spent your $35 on something else. But um, now that we have it, it's a nice thing. Although I'll say this X-Men play mat, we are not getting because there's no point since we have the original one. So yes. This I, one you're not getting. I agree. I really, really like this accessory. If I was to buy one of them, I would buy this one first. Yes. There's a comment from Rex. Is the Are the four horsemen coming? Oh, I didn't talk about the Four Horsemen. You are correct. I think I was going to talk about it as part of the pledge. Oh, no, I didn't add that in here. I'm so sorry, Rex. Ha -ha. Thank you for good, mentioning good that. Good catch. Good catch. Okay, so I don't have the nice graphic pulled up. I don't know why I missed that. I apologize for that. Let's talk about um, the Four Horsemen. So this is part of the... I think I didn't mention because it's part of the base pledge, basically. No, no, I guess you don't have to get it as part of the base pledge. You Either way, we're going to talk about it Let's now. Talk about now. Thank you so much for the reminder. Yes. This one, you come with Apocalypse and his four horsemen as the villains. And Apocalypse, you can play as a villain or as a hero. He's an anti-hero, which is really, really cool. Because who doesn't play as Apocalypse as a hero? Come on. This one's unique in that it is a, a campaign of sorts. But you play with the four horsemen, uh, one after another. And then you play against... Apocalypse after the fact. And so, from what I understand it is, each horseman has a smaller master plan deck. And so, you go through that smaller deck, when you get through that one, then the next one comes out, and the next one comes out, and the next one comes out. And that's like your first game. The second game is you play against Apocalypse. And depending on how well you did against those horsemen, will impact how strong Apocalypse is for that one. And Apocalypse is one of those big bad villains that is Historically very difficult to defeat and honestly cannot be defeated. So I'm really curious how that works out. But yeah, that is, that's the populous one. Which we're also very excited about. Yes. How could you forget? I don't know. <laughs> I feel so bad, guys. I'm so sorry. Thank you so much, Rex. Oh, I guess there's, I mean, there's only eight boxes in the base campaign and 11 boxes in the expansion and the next campaign. So there's... There's a lot of content. There's a lot of content. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Rex. Okay, so the playmat. Um, I I definitely recommend this playmat. It's hard to describe because it. You're right. It's not necessary at all. But the way it's all laid out, and you have spots to put all the tokens. It's you know where all the locations going. You can you have a spot for the story storyline, which. I've played it, and you've seen our streams where you don't have the cards laid out. You can totally play that way, but seeing that storyline, it does make a difference in some situations with some of the special abilities and even some of the villains, like Modok, for example. He tries to flip over all those cards upside down. And so how do you 
how do you manage that when you don't have it laid out? It's you could do it. It's just harder. Disclaimer: You don't need the mat. You can just lay yes. it out like the mat would have it. Where sure, sure. you know, look at the picture and and figure it out. But um, now yeah. one thing she did not like about the mat. I remember you complaining about this. Is it's the original mat is designed so that it moves around the the table, and so if you're playing like we play a lot of times, just two player or even solo, well now half the locations are upside down to me. Yeah. I've gotten over that. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. I can read upside down, or at least I remember what the thing says. And I was just being nitpicky. That's okay. It's it's important to some people, right? Yeah, for sure. And that's the nice thing about this X Men playmat is it's double sided. The other side is designed so that all the locations face to you towards you. Yeah. So it's great for like a two or solo player game, so you can read them easier. It's not as efficient with the space because in the other the original side is you have space for all the tokens laid out and the other one because it's a circular play mat and the locations are square you have wasted space so you don't have a nice layout for all the tokens and stuff not a huge deal just some to the side of the table but then again it's more table space so there's it's not there's a little bit of pro and con there but uh i like the play mat a lot definitely definitely like this one okay moving on cardboard locations this is one that was probably a big complaint for people when they first got the core set. Is the the, the locations they give them? They're not even on cardboard. They're on a, a thin card stock, I would say. Mm-hmm. And depending on the humidity conditions in your in your area or your house, you might see it start warping. Honestly, and they warped a little bit for us. Now to fix that, honestly, I just bent them back the other way. It wasn't a big deal. I know, I know, heaven forbid, right? <laughs> but these cardboard locations are on the opposite side. They're not even like your normal cardboard thickness. They are super, super thick. These are beefy. They're they're beefy. They're going to take up storage space as well, so keep that in mind. But since we've got them, I absolutely love them. Big fan of them. It just, I don't know. It's going to stand up to the test of time, and we've been playing with them all, a lot. Unless you spill something on them, which you haven't done. True, true. <laughs> but... But this comes with 44 tiles for 20 bucks, which I think is a pretty good deal, honestly. Pretty good bang for your bucks, as we talked about earlier. In fact, if you're looking at things you get for money, you actually get a lot for these accessory stuff that doesn't add game gameplay mechanics to it, to be honest. On a similar regard, the cardboard location for X-Men is another one you can get for an additional 20 bucks. Now, here's the problem with this. I love the cardboard locations, and this one you get 31 of them in there, so not quite as much for the same price. But I feel like if you get one, you have to get the other. That is, if you have the original set, original content. If you only get X Men, no big deal. Just buy this twenty bucks, you're fine. But if you had the original content, you wouldn't. There's no reason you would just get the X Men Carbo without getting the other Carbo upgrade. In my opinion, it just doesn't make any sense. The other thing I'll mention is the locations of an X Men versus locations in the original set the X-Men locations seem a lot more unique in what they do. And there are some locations that are even bad for you. You don't want their end of turn effects to come up, for example. And so the original one, there were some locations that always like, hey, if you end your turn here, you can move to a different spot. Like the Helicarrier is one. And I think the, I'm not sure the Rainbow Bridge is one of them. I'm trying to remember the other ones. But there are multiple locations in the original core set that have the same ability, for example. And I think, yes, you get less cardboard tiles in this one less locations but they're more unique so it's probably a decent offset okay do you like the cardboard locations i do but at the same time if 
we didn't have them, I wouldn't feel like I was missing anything. True. Yep, I agree. These are just more bling to your game. Speaking of more bling, they added cardboard villain dashboards. So similar to the cardstock that was provided for the locations, now you had cardstock for each of the villains and the other boards and other cards you use in the game. This one is probably the least important one in my opinion. Like if you just wanted to bling everything out, get this one last because I felt like the you don't really put little cards or other stuff on top of these villain dashboards so if they have a little bit of warping it's you don't really care like the locations you put tokens on it so you kind of want to lay flat and the miniatures on it but this one the most you put on it is some health tokens which eh whatever but that being said do these have the printed thingies or is that okay yeah yep. talk about that <laughs> so this is a good thing to bring up in the X-Men core set, they're adding the ability for someone to play as the super villain, or the, the villain in this game, I should say. Now, when you play with the villain, you need to, because you're playing as an, an intelligent villain, they can play whatever card you want in whatever order, you have to give the heroes tokens to offset uh, that balance. Because, because you can play, like I said, more intelligently, it's going to be a lot harder for the heroes, so you, you get these these tokens. And so... On all the X-Men content coming out on their 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 cards or dashboards, it's going to be printed on the other side. What to give for this mode of play. Now for the original content, because this wasn't a mode at that time, you do not have that information. Now, Simon is going to have this information on the website, so you can go grab that and download the, the PDF or just look it up whenever you need, need it. So the information will be available to, you, available to you and you only need it for setup, but it is something else to look at. That's the one really nice thing about getting the classic cardboard villain dashboards because guess what? They're going to print that on the other side. So you don't have to look at that PDF. You don't have to find something else to get that information. That's a very, very good point. And then like the uh, the mission cards in this, you, they're just normal cards, but you, they're nice to give you these big cardboard tiles for that, which is kind of nice. So this one, like I said, not as necessary, but if you don't want to look at the information, this, it might be, might be worth it. And it's 20, 20 bucks for 29 villain tiles. It's $25 for the X-Men because it's 34 tiles and just more missions and stuff like that in this one. It's kind of the same deal. I I think this is even more, less necessary because you have all the information for you on the backs of those dashboards. But if you want to upgrade it, go, go for it. Go for it. There's not much more that can be said about this one. Now, if you're asking what if we're doing, the kids are rolling their eyes. Yes, we're getting it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Forget the budget. Just go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the last one we'll talk about is the plastic tokens. This is 40 bucks, so not cheap, but you do get 250 plastic tokens. And this is going to take all these cardboard tokens and make them to a three-dimensional pre-colored uh, plastic replacement. Well, yeah, because when, when first you said, hey, I want to get a beefier token, I was like, that why? Um, but then Colin, I think it was, or was it yep. Aaron? Colin. Colin. Colin said, hey, no, these are actually going to be very high quality. I believed him more. <laughs> what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't know why. I was like, oh, well, Colin said it, so okay. <laughs> when you were trying to convince me. So you can thank him for that. But anyway. I mean, I mean, to be fair, that's true. Colin, when I talked to him about this, he has the plastic tokens for other Simon games, and he said they are super high quality. They're instant buy for him. I was like, man, Colin, okay, click. 
I'll get them. So, <laughs> so yes, I'm excited to see what they are. I've not seen them firsthand, but my my only concern with this one is if actually two two concerns to say if you can stack them, like stack the health health markers because they're supposed they look like they're 3D. I, mm-hmm. It looks like you still have to stack them, but just in case. And the other one is if the civilians and thugs are they double sided because the current carbon tokens is you you just on one side is thug and the other side is the civilian so it's it's easy just grab one you don't care what it is and you just flip the right side or if you need i mean there's some mechanics in the game where you do switch them around and so that is just super easy to deal with from a user experience perspective and from what i can tell based upon looking at how they have it listed out it seems like they are double-sided but i'm just not certain so as long as they are double-sided as long as the health tokens are stackable, I am very, very excited for this one. Cool. But yeah, that is going through all of the content in Marvel United. So we talked about each of them, including the one I missed. I'm sorry, guys, but the Four Horsemen. <laughs> but that is... And so here's here's the Four Horsemen one. I have it as the pledge and not as an individual set. And I I, I guess I was going to talk about pledge as an as a, as a ending. Where's um Banff? Where's... um Banff? Nightcrawler, in other words, yes, he is part of the promotional Kickstarter exclusive pack. Oh, so I, you're gonna get there? Y- yeah, in a ways. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay, so let's talk about the pledges specifically because we talk about each of the expansions. We talk about the previous one, uh, the current, the current expansions, and let's talk about like different packages and what we think of them. So here's the Apocalypse pledge. This is the one up from the base pledge of just getting uh, the X Men core set. So X Men core set, if you buy through Kickstarter, you do get three additional villains you do get pyro blob and um um brain fart uh toad so it, that's cool but i'm pretty sure those are only played as a set so similar to quicksilver and scarlet which we mentioned earlier they can only be played together not individually which isn't a big deal but i always like the ability to play villains individually personally okay so that's just normal but the apocalypse pledge on top of that like we said before, you get you get the the horsemen and apocalypse, and you get the the storm and mohawk form. Which I'm not sure. I don't think it's just a different sculpt, which is a cool sculpt. I, I assume it could be different abilities than the storm that you normally get. Uh, that's my impression, at least. I'm not not sure what that's going to be in the in the end. But yeah, so this one, like I said before, total is one hundred dollars for that. Um, when I try to do, I'm trying to do a reverse breakdown of. Yes, this is what they're labeling the whole thing. But if I look at the individual pieces, what are those priced at? So the X Men Core is is MSRP for thirty five dollars, and the Horsemen of Apocalypse is another thirty five dollars. Seventy. Yep. So we're looking at seventy dollars, and if I looked at the previous campaign with what the price of the promo box was, if it, or what it would have been, if assuming you could buy it individually, is thirty bucks. And that is the remainder here. So I feel like the hundred dollars is is the right price for this because that promo box is amazing deal for thirty bucks. Again, like I said, you get I don't know like fifty some miniatures for that price. It's it's insane, and that's awesome. When we play the game, a lot of times we just open that promo box and pull out what we want there instead of going through the other boxes. Um, that's how how we do it. Plus, a lot of the promo characters they tend to be more interesting. I would say I don't know if you. You agree, or I just who whoever I'm in the mood to play. Oh, you don't. And then you I don't just, know. I just go for it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, this one, this one just comes down to your financial capabilities. Honestly, if if you're 
you're strapped for cash, cash, but you still want to uh, get best bang for your buck, get just the core set and just to get that promo box because that's totally worth it. This one, it is more expensive, of course, but I think it's the right value from what I can tell. So yes, I and like I said before, I like the campaign of Infinity Gauntlet, and so having a pseudo campaign here is very exciting. The other one you could get is the Ultimate Classic Bundle. So if you did not back the first campaign, you can get almost everything from the first campaign, with one exception being the core box for just a mere two hundred twenty dollars. Kim's shaking her head right now because yes, that's that's an insane amount of money, just insane. So, and the core set for Marvel United is MSRP at at thirty bucks. And you said that doesn't come with this. Does not come with that. So you're looking at two hundred fifty dollars for all of the original campaign. Now the bad news is the prices of the original content have gone up. I did look at them, and some of them they they went up from. Let's look at some examples here. Uh, the Finny Gauntlet, for example, it was thirty bucks and now it's forty dollars, and like Tales of Asgard was twenty five dollars and now it's thirty dollars. So the expansions went up be between what they were five to ten dollars each. So unfortunately, this is even more expensive to get in now. But it's a fun game. It's a great game, <laughs> and you do get Adam Warlock and you do get Yondu as these extra bundle exclusives. And Adam Warlock is really fun to play with. He's super powerful, has really fun abilities different than any other heroes in the game and yondu has arrow which is practically fun because you know throw or launch his arrow across the whole board and just keep going on circles killing thugs as you go around it's it's really fun so like those guys are fun to play for sure and it's kind of a bummer that they i know this is simon's marking strategies that they throw these fun guys in there but at the same time they're not like these core heroes that people absolutely want like if nightcrawler was there as like you can only get Nightcrawler if you do this giant bundle, then yeah, that'd be horrible. If you're missing out on these guys, it's just Adam Warlock and Yondu. They're fun, yes, but I don't know. This is a hard recommend for me. This is only a recommend. If you absolutely love the game like we do, then yes, obviously get it all. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's not much to say about that. But it is so expensive when you look at the price of X-Men. Like, to get everything now... It's in the same amount of money. I, I forget the exact sum. It was something like 750 bucks or something like that. Or 800 around that value. That's a that's insane for a Kickstarter. Insane. Especially for this type of game. Like, you get a lot of stuff, for sure. Like we said before, you're getting uh, eight, 8 boxes and 11 boxes for everything. That's a ton of content coming in the doorstep. But, I, like I said, I can only recommend this if you have the financial capability and you love the game like we do. Fair enough. So if you're just looking to get everything new, everything new, not the original stuff, the uncanny pledge is eh, just a small $295. I mean, to be fair, there are a ton of campaigns that go to that value and higher, for sure. So it's not like out of the norm, but it's just this expensive, expensive set stuff. So Okay, so this one, it's claiming that the total value is $330 because... You are getting X-Force for free, and uh, you're getting some of these at a reduced cost, I believe. Because when I did the math, because I had it so that I was aiming to get everything but Deadpool. And I could actually save money by going to the Uncanny Pledge and getting Deadpool for free. That's how it worked out for me. And so that's was like, okay, guess I'm doing Uncanny. 
But yeah, this will give you everything. Gives you the core box, gives you first class, Horseman of Apocalypse, Gold Team, Blue Team, Phoenix 5, Deadpool, X-Force, Days of Future Past, and Fantastic Four, and all the stretch goals. Plus, you get an additional exclusive figure, just like Adam Warlock. You get Old Man Logan. And this one is... I want to talk about a little bit, because he sounds particularly cool. So Old Man Logan, he starts the game with a card that is retired. And it means that you can't spend any punch tokens. But his cards give him punch tokens. And so the only way for him to punch at all, because none of his cards have punch icons on them, is by the previous player playing a punch icon. Only way he can do that. And one of his... I think you have to set up his deck so his last card in the game is, is comes out of retirement. I can't remember what it's called exactly. But then that re, that flips over the first card of the storyline over. So now he can play all those punch tokens. So he's going to generate all these punch tokens. And the very last card he plays, he's just going to just utter annihilate wherever he's standing on. Which sounds really fun. <laughs> so, And it sounds fun because you can potentially manipulate that early with some other heroes out there. For example, like uh, Rogue, we said earlier, she can copy a power and then flip the card upside down. So she could potentially copy his, hey, you're in retirement mode, and flip it upside down, and guess what? Now he can do his, his punch tokens earlier, which sounds really fun, doing these fun little combos. Well, are you missing out if you don't get Old Man Logan? No, I don't, it doesn't, I don't think so. It sounds fun, but it's just more stuff. So <laughs> so I guess, what are your thoughts on all the things we talked about? I mean, you've really summed it up where, like, like you said, you did the individual, he piecemealed it out, and it was more than just going with this bundle. So, right. hence, we'll figure out if we like Deadpool or not. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's going to be hard to, like, rank these, because we don't know what's exactly in them. But for my excitement level, I'd probably list Days of Future Past as the one I'm most excited about. Because... Every, when I first heard about doing X-Men, I was like, Cypher, let's do Sentinels. That's awesome. I love it. I don't know what it is about the Sentinels. Giant robots are fun. <laughs> so um, that is really cool. I was surprised for Fantastic Four. I, I like what I'm seeing in that one. That one's probably up there for me. First Class is up there only because of the Danger Room. I don't know if the Danger Room was there. I'd be that excited about it, honestly. Um, Apocalypse is really, really big as well, just because I like the big bosses. And then the rest of my, you know, Blue Gold, Cool characters, Phoenix Five, really cool, and then uh, Deadpool probably not so much. And honestly, X Force not that excited about either. Just they're fun characters, but I'm not, I don't know, not that excited about it. Now, Rex is in a comment here. He says, "Kickstarter stretch goals box is usually the best." Absolutely, Rex. Absolutely. When I was doing a cost breakdown of what they cost and what you get out of it, by far the stretch goals is what you want. You spend only thirty bucks to get. Like 50-some miniatures with a ton of variety, ton of characters. It is by far the best deal you can get. So if you're interested in this game at all, if you can find it secondhand market, great. But honestly, just doing the base pledge just to get that uh, that box is definitely worth it, in my, my opinion. You will have a ton of content for not taking up a ton of space, and I, I'm really happy with it. Listen, that's my, that's my advice for, for someone who's who wants to get in but is not sure about what to get and worried about the price of it. Now for us, this has become my third most played game of all time in a very short period of time. So I know I'm gonna get this game played a lot. Um, I'm gonna continue to get played. So for me, I, I'm totally fine jumping all in on this one. 
And I will definitely share my thoughts about this when it does arrive uh, for everyone. But I don't know if this is going to be the last campaign or if how which of these expansions are going to be available after the fact. That's the really unfortunate thing about this Kickstarter is just you feel like you have to jump in on, on, on at the time. Dan says, you can't get the stretch goals from the first campaign without all in, unfortunately. Yes, that's an excellent point, Dan. You have to do that $220, I think it was, or $225, no, I think it's $220 pledge uh, I mentioned earlier to get get everything. Um, that's that's the downside. I think I heard pe people who were able to get it secondhand, but that's the only way to get that stretch goal box without going all in. Like I said before, the X-Men, the locations are more unique. They have more unique powers because in the original set, the, the the minimum number of special powers each hero had was three. That is now being up to four. Now, I don't necessarily think the power incre power levels are increasing. Basically, you kind of get an idea of what icon distribution they have. I think it's about, about the same. So they should be balanced even though they don't have as many powers. But honestly, the powers are what make the, car the characters interesting. So if I were to say, you know what, I want to get on this United stuff, but the 700 bucks is just way out of my league, just focus on X-Men. I honestly think you'd be very happy with what's coming out there. The fact that they have anti-heroes, which are both heroes and villains, and the villains are what gives the game replayability. It provides you more villains than you normally would get if you weren't with the original set. So that alone is worth it, in my opinion. Not to mention all the other changes they made and improvements. I don't know if there's another campaign coming. I would be surprised if it does. Of course they're going to. This is such a money haul. They're going to find a way. But I want to go back to your point on the powers. And, like, at first I was thinking that there is, like, a power creep uh -huh. going on in, in this whole game as they continue to expand on it. Right. But to your point, it... I don't think it's a power creep. I think it's a complexity creep where Correct. things are getting more and more involved and you're getting more choices and there's just so much content there that it's, that's what's ramping up. And it's not like you can't take a base character and he just wouldn't work at all. I mean, there might be an instance, don't get me wrong, but I don't think, I think that's a better way to put it. Yep. And I think the good example of that is Groot from the current set. Like he has a special power on literally all his cards. Well, the exception of the wild cards, but everyone has his wild cards. But if you look at his abilities, he only has one icon he shares. Max, that's it. And it actually is a detriment in some cases. And like we were playing with him in the Infinity Challenge, Infinity Gauntlet Challenge, and you need to have certain icons to generate more power-ups and to, to do these combos. And he, while he's a great character as his own, he it makes it harder to do those, those triggers and abilities in that, that faction. So I think... With X-Men, my expectation is, yes, we'll have more special powers, but you might have more icons overall. And then Dan's got a comment here. He says, and he seemingly seemingly messed up and got the Venom version of the base, which doesn't come with Wasp. So even all in, he'll have two Venom, stretch goals, and no Wasp. This is an excellent point, Dan. I think, I'm so glad you brought this up. If you go to buy the core set, if you buy it from Walmart, Walmart wanted to have their own special version of the core set. That comes with Venom in the core set instead of Wasp. If you bought the Kickstarter core, it comes with Wasp and Venom you get as part of the stretch goal box. Now, you're not out, of the, not out of luck because if you go to anywhere else except for Walmart, it will come with Wasp in the core set. 
It is only the Walmart version of this game that comes with Venom instead of Wasp. So if you're looking to have a complete set of all the characters... Yeah, but I don't think he wants to buy three core sets. Correct. And I mean, if you've heard about the set, I'm sorry. But well, maybe you can sell it to someone else. I mean, it's it's only like... And people are getting for like $15 or $20 nowadays. So it's not a huge money sink in that regard. But yeah, you don't want to buy three core sets either. But I'm just... This is a fair warning. If you're looking to get every character out there and you want to be a complete completionist, don't buy the Walmart exclusive. Which is kind of funny because... I feel like Walmart wanted the exclusive nature to it because people wanted to come buy their set. But from us gamers as a completionist perspective, it actually makes sense for us not to buy the Walmart one. That's all special, which is kind of weird, kind of backfired on them in that regard. But to be fair, how much of the marketplace is the gamer versus the, you know, your standard Walmart shopper? Probably not very high. Yeah. Just a guess. So. Good point. Okay, so hopefully this was useful to you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next stop. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop, or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week for another Top 5 list.